my gosh, Simon, can you believe we're now on week three of season two of our podcast? I mean, I thought Casper would have come in and said contracts canceled. It's over. I mean, the thing is, is, is we're not talking about bop or flop. We're talking about the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> That's right. We rebranded. <laughs> we rebranded last week as the Joe Rogan experience. It, it was short-lived. We got sued up the ass. Yep. It felt pretty good, but honestly, it also cost a lot of money. So we're back money. to being bop or flop. And we are in the hole, as it were. We we are in the hole. Um, Simon, what is on your mind this week? Mm, honestly, just realigning my chakras, staying in the present, that kind of thing, you know. Which yeah, I feel is- like... I feel like I'm the exact same. Um, For me, I just feel really strongly that um, there should be a better prioritization for um, vaccines. No, don't do this. Don't do this, Um, Aaron. Oh, we can't just call people out. Oh my God. And just, um, I think that like, how dare they uh, put uh, people that are a little bit larger in front of people that are reporters. Um, because reporters are essential workers. They have to go on the scene and they have to go into the office or whatever. <sighs> I don't even know. Yeah. And, and, yeah. These, and these, these, these larger people get to, to jump in place. Um, I <sighs> learned this hot take from none other than um, Blake McCoy, um, who uh, is a an I old Twin Cities you. local, um, but now he is uh, in D.C. working for Fox, uh, a local local channel there. And if you have not gone on his Twitter, um, he does not have a publicist, clearly. Yeah, um, that, and that's clear. He, he tweets his thoughts right as they're coming out. They, there's no filter. He says what's on his mind. And a lot of time what's on his mind is He's a problematic cisgender white gay. Um, so no, I actually do not believe that that uh, that the vaccine system is wrong. But like, girl Blake McCoy, don't use your platform to say like obese people should not be able to get vaccinated before you because that is ridiculous, Blake McCoy. Wow. Move on out. Shots fired. Aaron's coming. Bing, bang, Blake, bong. If you're listening, we would love to have you on the podcast to read you for Phil. Um, love to have you on if you have a favorite artist, too. We could do both. We It could be a little bit of both. Um, maybe he likes Lana Del Rey. It'd be a perfect episode for me just to like yell for an hour straight. We have about five guests lined up who said, hey, that Lana episode, I'm in. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. So I, that's just the power. I'm going to trust you. I'm trusting yeah. you to find the Lana Stan that is at your level because, girl, I, I don't associate with Lana Stans here. Well, uh, friend of the pod, Joey Conkle, who is on for Art Pop, he's a new Stan. He sends me he sends me amazing Instagram stories of him listening to Lana like with a glass of red wine in the bathtub, like crying. It's incredible. It's so good. So you're telling me I'm moving into the wrong apartment building. Well, I guess that depends how you look at it. In my mind, right, because I get a referral bonus. 
and we'll you know i'll split it with you obviously we're splitting it we're splitting it <laughs> i know we're splitting it don't worry i'm a good friend oh but yeah wow. but that, so that that's what's on my mind um that's what's, what's on your mind. my mind <laughs> is kind of turning back time a little bit this is mm. one of the things we mentioned i think maybe it was the first episode or the second ep- uh, probably first episode is that there are going to be some weeks where legitimately nothing comes out Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just the nature of the beast when it comes to uh the winter and spring months for music didn't Ugh. know that going into the podcast business didn't <laughs> know that going into all of this but this is the first no of, of many throwback albums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. simon do you want to introduce what the album is and then who we brought on mm. as uh, our special guest you know it's no coincidence that i'm feeling spiritual realigning my chakras witchy vibes that sort of thing because we're going back in time and we are reviewing the uh i believe her debut solo album uh belladonna by the one the only stevie nicks are you excited or what i am so excited and you know what i'm even more excited about is what? uh for these types of albums or for like this experience instead of uh deciding by ourselves what albums we would want to be reviewing mm-hmm. we tapped into some of our our best of friends that we know are obsessed about artists and uh none other than mike zitlow is here because he is stevie obsessed uh, obsessed hi mike mike hi Mike, you have been a leader of, of the Bopper Flap Nation for, I want to say, since the beginning. You were actually, you were actually there uh, when the, the partnership was founded. He was there at Ground Zero. I'm glad you brought this up, because I don't know if your leaders know the role I play. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you, you my house. The stage. <laughs> and I that. believe I was supported from day one. He was, he was, he's, you know, Aaron had pitched this, this podcast idea. I jumped in as I do sometimes. And Mike sat back. He said, you know, I think there's something here. There's, there's something here. I I think there's something here. There's something here. I don't know if I can be a part of such a controversial episode. Starting with (laughs) McCoy. Oh, oh. Mike, Mike, are you kidding me? If you're talking about controversial episodes, this is probably like not the worst of the bunch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to be canceled. Canceled in this well, day and age. Well, you know what? I have nothing to be canceled for. Like, you cancel me all you want. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to cancel me from? Hey, I mean, maybe he hears this. He posts about it. Who knows? Next week. You know what? We'll take. We'll we'll take the. He calls we'll himself fat. How these assholes are going to get them vaccine before me? <laughs> with pictures uh, of us, with not, pictures of each of us. I can't. Yeah. Wait. I can't Look wait. at these overweight monsters. Not, <laughs> not fat. Oh no. Oh god. Oh man. Mike. Yeah. Um, we have known you for years and years. I've known you plenty. Um, and one thing that I've known about you since the beginning is. You have an eclectic taste for the 80s and 90s genre of music. It is like your bread and butter. So I'd love to hear a little bit from you. What, what is your music background? What, what are listeners going to, or what are leaders getting when uh, yeah. they hear Mike Zitlow's opinion? Yeah, good. I think that's accurate. I think I'm definitely a lover of 
the oldies, if you will. <laughs> and I think um, the, <laughs> I think my, I feel like my music taste started, and this is the gayest thing I've ever said, but with Broadway. Like, oh, sure. <laughs> my early memories of music started with what like, was the broadway what was broadway uh, like what was broadway for play you? miz phantom of the mm-hmm. opera like my mom playing that stuff so i feel like i was doomed to have bad music taste. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey that's no. a great uh, music no. taste a great music taste but yeah i mean i think uh i don't know i've always been drawn to the to the the legends such as stevie such as Whitney, such as Cher, such as Diana Ross. And those are kind of my gals. And, you know, I'll dip in and out of Lady Gaga. Gaga. Gaga and Ariana. You know, I'll put my toes in here and there, but I feel like my heart is with the, is with the legends and the icons and the classics. I love that. Have you, speaking of legends, have you seen that interview with Aretha Franklin where the reporters asking her about like current pop stars and they're like what do you yeah what do you think about taylor so she's like young singer, young singer. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, she's like this is what i know about them like mm, yes uh beautiful gowns beautiful gowns <laughs> <laughs> beautiful gown, beautiful gown. <laughs> have you seen the wendy williams interview with aretha franklin no no to be added to our leaders i might have to post that a clip maybe Oh, yes. It's like they're asking her, or Wendy's asking Aretha about who's going to play her in the biopic. It was so much shade. And God, who's the one? I think they ask her about Queen Latifah, and she is like a ghost, like disgusted with Wendy for even like bringing up Queen Latifah. It's really good. Well, Wendy certainly knows how to dig, doesn't she? I mean, <laughs> oh, God. When she had Miss Piggy on, she asked she had asked her about like is it difficult dressing a pig's body <laughs> wait wait no yeah. fucking way yeah miss piggy was, was on was on the wendy williams show she was yes that was probably like a sincere question of wendy's <laughs> miss piggy did not look pleased <laughs> she did not look pleased miss piggy grabbed that mic <laughs> she went yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Miss Piggy just fly karate chopping Wendy, uh, Wendy? on air? Oh, Can we create that? I would love that. Like this is like a think tank. Oh my god. Well now now that Disney um owns the Muppets, well they always did, I guess. Do they own the Tyra do they own the Wendy Williams show? What what network? Oh no, I think Wendy owns Wendy Honey. <laughs> I don't oh, think she, oh yes. I think she is syndicated. You don't think there's a price tag on there that Disney could throw her way and she'd be like, mm, how you doing? If, price tag. Oh. if Disney can get the Kardashians, <laughs> Disney can get Wendy Williams. Or not Wendy, yeah, Wendy Williams. Why am I well, keeping watch, like, watch your thing? mouth. Yeah, I'm watching it. <laughs> I mean, Disney's going to Her moment has come and gone. Yeah. Um, Disney um, owns me. I wish. <laughs> Simon, what about hey, you? Um, I'll just say Bob. Bobber- music. I'm just gonna say Bob yeah, Flop is open to um, Disney acquiring us. M- Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so- like I think so-, so. Song Exploder did a thing where they like had a podcast and then they became a Netflix show. Yes. Let's do the same thing with Disney Plus. I think oh we're uh, all ages appropriate. Yes, and then we there reviewed could be- folklore, and they have the folklore. 
long pond sessions. It's perfect. And, and then we could do a crossover with the Muppets. That's <laughs> all I would want. And you know, you know, oh you know God. who we would try and get like, like in on the whole thing. Wendy, our buddy Donnie, duh. Donnie's uh, got to be a part of it. Donnie, he has his own yeah. Donnie is more obsessed with the Muppets than I am, which is tough to be. <laughs> it really is. It really does Miss Piggy have an album? Oh, I don't think she does. Oh, you guys should do like the Muppets Take Manhattan or something. Oh, we could do something. <laughs> Bop. We could Total do Bop. something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring us back, Aaron. Yeah, I, t- yeah. I took us I took yeah. so yeah, far away. Modern. <laughs> well, um, so Simon, what about you? What is your um, what is your history with uh, our girl Stevie? So I'm actually not familiar with a lot of her solo work. Uh, my main digestion, if you will, of her her work is that of uh, Fleetwood Mac, the legendary, the one, the only, Platinum Records, billion times over, probably, or something. Um, and then, so like I... I became aware of her like in the early days of YouTube when you could just like find basically anything you want. And I was like, who's this like ethereal kind of witchy, haunting, haunting vocals lady? Mm. Like, and she just had such a strong presence that is kind of rare to see. I think it was just very unique to other female performers that I had seen or just performers in general, really. Um, And then, of course, I did see um, American Horror Story Coven, which had the, like, pseudo Stevie Nicks thing happening. It was a terrible season. She deserved better, but we don't need to talk about that. Can I just uh, tell you about the first time I saw Stevie live? Oh, my God, please. Please do. Well, and I think this is where, like, my obsession began because I think similarly I knew of Stevie from Fleetwood. I knew like the ethereal witch who was like an icon, but I first saw her live in 2016 at the XL in St. Paul and it was, you know, packed. And I feel like it just kind of hit me. Like here's this woman in her late sixties who's been through everything singing like a freaking angel witch for three hours straight and talking she talks for like crazy during her concerts and tells like the most amazing stories about prince and about tom petty and just like oh my fishing it i mean it's just fabulous and then she brings out the original belladonna shawl which so stevie has a kind of famous temperature controlled shawl vault and where she keeps all her shawls, but she brings out the original Belladonna shawl, puts it on, I think during Gold Dust Woman and just starts to twirl. And the crowd goes, unlike anything I've fucking heard, you know, in my life, like Lost their wild, that Stevie Nicks is twirling live in front of us. And I think that was just amazing. Like, who is this rock star who can get a crowd to go wild by twirling? And I was right there. And then the last thing that, like, the first time I saw her live that I think really, like, caught me, 
she has this song called Moonlight, which she wrote um, inspired by the Twilight series. Ooh. Bella and the, like okay, uh, okay, and she's like all totally right. like all in on Twilight and Game of Thrones and just like so uncool. But she was seeking moonlight, and the last note she hits, it w- was like the most beautiful note I've ever heard sing sang live. Like, and I don't know, it was it was magical. It was like amazing. I feel like that like ethereal witch that like you saw on YouTube, Simon. You to like, see it live, you see it to see it live is like pretty <sighs> incredible. So that's where like I my can't even imagine. It's fa- it's that's- amazing, and then yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. I, I feel like for me, I um, I really didn't know, like my, my parents, I don't, I don't know what they were doing, but they were not introducing me to music at all when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Like I had to find it myself. And like through that, I never touched on a lot of the 80s and 90s music. What's so weird now is that my dad like, loves buying cds and building up his like cd library which CD is library. for you dad <laughs> yeah yeah he'll he'll burn them all and then he has one like sonos thing because he doesn't want to pay for apple music and i'm like i don't know what you're doing dad but um now they listen to all this this old stuff and like the tom petty's of the world um mm. but what got me into i would say first fleetwood and then within yeah. that kind of the cd aspect of it was the the rumors episode of Glee, um, oh. I'm not kidding you. That, oh, like that episode was. I mean, it was an okay episode, but the songs in the episode, I was like, "You're telling me all of these songs are from a single album?" Yes, even from a it single was, band. But then you're like, "Oh my god!" From a single album, and then and then you you I listened to the original Fleetwood Mac, and then I started to yeah. go in. Uh, digging a little bit deeper and that's when uh i started discovering all of the drama that went along with rumors including uh i think i don't know timeline wise but this album is like uh, she recorded it between doing uh fleetwood mac albums she never toured with this album it was just kind of like nick jonas and administration doing a side gig um while part of the jonas brothers um what I will say is though, outside of like the couple songs that she has become popular for, I have not really, I've never delved in until today. Uh, mm-hmm. And not today, this, this week and it's been really interesting to be able to, to kind of dive into her story to understand kind of why she was doing this and what her, the point of it was like, I think yeah. that the whole point, you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mike, but I read this online that like, the reason why she's in a white shawl in her cover is to juxtapose or be the, the opposite of the rumors album black shawl she was wearing in, in for that cover. Yes, that's exactly right. It's like, well, so much of Belladonna is like the unleashing of Stevie away from Fleetwood Mac. And it starts like with that album cover and with that dress. Oh my God. Can you go into and that what more? I, Cause I don't, I don't know about like that whole background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty fascinating. Like you said, like Belladonna was her first single uh, or her first solo album. And I think back in the day, from what I've read in 1981, there was like a serious question of like, is this even going to work? Because Fleetwood Mac was 
you know, so incredible, amazing. And the amazing thing about Fleetwood Mac is everyone in that band is so fucking wackadoo and, and unique on their own that when you take different parts out of it, you wonder how it's going to work on its own. Sure. So there was like, a, it's fun. It's, you know, now you're like, well, she's Stevie Nicks. But then there was like a lot of questions of if, if this would, could work. Mm. And like, when you listen to Belladonna, it is just like Stevie Nicks being like, oh, you think this didn't work? I'm going to give you fucking Edge of 17. Uh, uh. Which is like, you know, one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Right. And this is this is Stevie, like, unleashed from Fleetwood Mac, from Lindsey Buckingham, from the, like, the influence of of all these other bandmates, which worked so well together, but, like, it's all about sort of finding your own way and saying goodbye, but also honoring like what was. Um, so yeah, it's like a, it's a really interesting album to look at like in that kind of point of time. And one of the things I was reading too about it was that uh, although she departed from Fleetwood Mac to record the album, she pretty much tapped the shoulder of every other rock artist out there to make yeah. this album. She was like, okay, Tom Petty. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know who the other people are that were popular at the time, but she like tapped all of like the big names and was like, um, I have these demos. Let's make something out of them and let's get going. Exactly. And so like the, yeah. it, this definitely does feel very much like this was her kind of going, I'm writing my narrative. You guys are taking the back seat." And much like Lady Gaga brought in every single EDM artist to be able to help build Chromatica, Stevie Nicks did it uh, within the rock era for Belladonna. Totally, totally. And like Tom, the Tom Petty connection, she always says that like the only other band she'd ever want to be in is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And Tom Petty was like, no girls allowed. Like he sounds like a real pig. Sounds like a disgusting human. <laughs> Ugh. Sounds so like Justin to be Timberlake. In a <laughs> Justin Timberlake of the 80s. If you guys could be in a band, what band would you want to be in? Like a human one? Because my, <laughs> my first answer would be like the Muppets band. Muppet. <laughs> I, would just be, I would just be like token up in the back with Janice. Right. Oh, well, of I, yeah. course. I would, right. I'd play like triangle or something, you know, because I have no other musical talents. Besides, I did play French horn in wind ensemble in high school. Just Ooh, like, high school. Mm-hmm. Look at you getting get that going. But, so like, if that counts, I would do that, I think. Yeah, I that, think that counts. I, there's no rules. What about you, Mike? Uh, I feel like now that it's on my mind, I just need to safely win that. But I guess, like, I mean, Destiny's Child. Oh, okay. Could you imagine, Mike? Can you imagine the additional member? The token. Excuse me, additional. Beyonce has another thing coming when you add me to the mix. I'm trying to picture, like... You're going to be like, I'm in the center now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to picture, like, Super Bowl when they all pop up. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a white guy, like... <laughs> oh, God. In, like, a button-down and, like, a denim button-down. 
And like everyone yeah. is in like a. <laughs> and those like bodies. You're just in normal clothes. You're like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm the sex symbol here. So. Yeah. Represent. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I love that. So Mike, Mike as the fourth Destiny's Child. Great. <laughs> Great. How about you, Aaron? Aaron? God, I ask these questions, but I don't even know the answer. You didn't have anything ready. I didn't have anything. (laughs) But what I would say is I think if I could be in one direction. Oh, sure. A lot of them have to be closet gays, you know? And I would be licking my lips, licking their (laughs) lips. (laughs) Smacking my chops. And And you know what? There's enough vocalists that like, I oh, can yeah. sing when I need to sing, but I don't need to be yeah. singing when it's a note I can't hit. Absolutely. I would love right. it. And they have yeah. like they have so much fun on stage. I you know, I, you I think would, the you, answer is one direction. You know, I feel like of all of these, that's the one that's the most realistic. Realistic. And I have tons of wigs. <laughs> God damn it. I know. I can see what Jan is too, but if I it's know. a contest. I know. Let's see, Aaron, there was a lot of drop. Like, obviously, there are a lot of good times of One Direction, but I mean, there was the inevitable downfall. And do you think you could have emotionally processed and handled, you know, having to go out solo all on your own? Well, I think if I was in a band, I I would have been the glue that kept everyone together. So um, Mm -hmm. that's how I answer that question. We wouldn't have been breaking up. Um, but I would have had my own solo gig much like Stevie Nicks Um, and it it would end up propelling me to stardom past uh, any of the artists we've named this episode so far any of them (laughs) which not to bring it back (laughs) to Stevie Nicks but I feel like that's one of the amazing things about her and I can't think of another artist like this I don't know if you guys can but who has an, um, such an amazing solo presence and career, but then can like so seamlessly go back into a band and then <laughs> sing backup harmonies and play the tambourine and be part of a band. It's like, and that, my friends, is the Gemini sister that is Stevie. Okay. And well, I, technically, I would I would go back to Nick Jonas because he oh does have God. a good solo oh, career. Oh Jesus! Please, Jesus. please Excuse don't me while I compare. jump off my balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I like all of his music. Oh, I I don't, that's... I don't know if we can compare the two. <laughs> I don't know and if the, I'm on board. <laughs> what I we what I would that. wonder that's though awesome. is is like. With these these artists, like One Direction, for example, mm-hmm. if they did get back together, could they do it? I think that they probably could. I think that they they were raised without stardom. They grew up kind of as this band. So I think that they'd be able to like set their egos aside much like Stevie does. Mm-hmm. So maybe One Direction, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to come back because some of them really, really hit the ground hard. And other ones... Uh, <laughs> Mm. made something from their for themselves uh, yeah maybe one of them <laughs> I would Niall. Maybe, Niall. maybe one of them niall i think also found success but okay that's the other good. three the other three um, oof. now this is also not related but do you think the ones who didn't quite make it do they have enough like residuals and stuff to just like have a nice life 
A hundred percent. Can they, oh, can can they, they probably like have eight yeah. mansions? No, but honestly, I'd rather, one? I'd rather do that. Get a nice two bed, one bath condo. <laughs> you see just, that. <laughs> I always they have to work for the HOA fee, fee, but at least the mortgage is paid off, you know? Very good. I always think about like the risk. Like, imagine if you could just get what you get now, but yeah, doing anything. Man, that what a life that would be. Um, Should we? Should we maybe turn our attention to what we should be talking about today? (laughs) Yeah, which is Belladonna. 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 Which means so. Mike is beautiful woman. It does beautiful. Um, Much like us. (laughs) <laughs> Mike, as you probably know, as a as a frequent leader of the podcast, um, yeah. well, first and foremost, I guess I should ask you this: um, Have you left a five star review on Apple Podcasts yet? I think so. He says while holding a the gun. Freaking earliest, yeah. Well, do you, <laughs> you can't see we, us leaders, but <laughs> before we continue, should we um, should we make sure that you did that? Oh no, I'm kidding. God. Please hold as Aaron comes through the iTunes reviews for Mike. I'm the one star. Are there any like one stars? No, we're we're all five star, girl. We are all five star. Okay, go us. Casper. Okay, yeah, Casper. Zipper Casper. Zipper (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we listened to Belladonna. Yes. Beautiful woman. I will love you. A woman. A woman. <laughs> um, who wants to go first and say in their thoughts and what they ranked the album? Mm. I'll go. Yeah, I'd love to I hear. Can jump it. in. Yeah. So, I first of all, I did not grow up listening to a lot of like rock stuff. I had a very, as I've, as we've discussed on the podcast before, pretty gay influences in the ghetto household. Um, you know, ABBA, the Bee Gees, B-52s, oh, yeah. uh, Carpenters, a yeah, lot of gay shit going on. So, yeah. so this isn't really something I would normally yeah. tune into. That being said, I had a great time listening to this album. It was a lot of fun. And even this, like, there was maybe, like, one or two songs that, like, there wasn't really anything on the album that I was like, mm, I don't know about this one. It was all, like, very consistent, if not really, really good. Um, yeah. I think the production, which, correct me if I'm wrong, legend Jimmy Iovine had, like, a heavy hand in the production of, like, everyone when they think of Jimmy Ivey in production, they just think of like masterful, incredible. Yeah. And like able to go through a ton of different genres. And this is no different. Like it just mm. from beginning to end, it felt so cohesive. Um, and just looking at like the lyricism, it there's truly so many songs that if you just read the lyrics it, that could just be packaged, sold on its own. And it's really tough, too, when you're looking at lyrics that they're, they're like, I mean, I don't want to spoil my top bop, but there are songs in particular where you're reading through the lyrics and you're like, how on earth could anyone translate this 
into a song yeah. that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I was just so impressed by ev- all of these elements coming together into what is Belladonna. I love that it's 10 songs not mm. nothing more nothing less i don't know 10 is like a real sweet spot for me it just like yeah it's good it it oh, totally it it's makes like a 90 minute movie like you don't exactly yeah exactly it's like the total opposite of the hobbit being split into like three or four movies <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was it's <laughs> <laughs> totally you know I mean? yeah um so i i love this album total bot for me i can't wait to um go back to it again this weekend when i just have like even more time to you know set my environment not be thinking about work and you know throw on the cans light Mm -hmm. a candle yeah Mm -hmm. so i really enjoyed this journey i did simon is this is this a lay on the bed album for you i think so it's good (laughs) That's good. That like just has made my heart race. Oh, I'm so happy. What about you, Mike? Do you want to go next? Sure. I mean, well, I picked this up. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and, you, are you gonna give it a bop? Gonna... <laughs> it's, it's a flop for me, but fun, fun journey. All about the journey. <laughs> um, it's all about. <laughs> no, I. I mean, like, I just. I concur. And I think like basically what I said in the beginning about how I just love that it's like Stevie's statement of like, this is who I am. This is who I am as like an artist, as a musician. And you all know me from, you know, this other amazing thing, but like, look at me unleashed. And, um, and I like totally agree. I think the lyrics are just so gorgeous and it makes you I feel like when you have this kind of gorgeous solo album, it makes you appreciate Stevie's brilliance and her influence in Fleetwood Mac. And like, even if, if you go through Fleetwood Mac's like song catalog, you can totally pick out the songs that Stevie wrote without knowing because they, they are written in the same way. I mean, just like gorgeous poetry and have the same themes and, are like so surprising, but still very Stevie. Um, and I just love it as like, a, I, I feel like that it's, it's interesting that the album sort of tells the story of the creation of the album, like tells the story of this woman who is breaking free and is, you know, her own person and you know is isn't defined by what she's been or you know what people want to want to make her as so it's a flop for me despite all that (laughs) (laughs) he has a really high bar folks it takes a lot for him to give a bop yeah Mm -hmm. no it's total bop for me i love it and yeah it's like just lyrics like this make me really want to know more about what her process is and mm. what what that looks like. I'm so curious. And she is famous for being like fucking prolific, like a song a day. And you like you know this album's ten songs, but like the deluxe version is like how many like thirty five or whatever. Oh. And so, 
<laughs> like a lot of those are like unreleased demos. Mm. And when I saw her touring, she was on her 20, 24 karat tour. And a ton of those songs were just like unreleased songs. <sighs> um, they were like amazing and really great. And like, that's the thing about Stevie too, is you can kind of like keep discovering new, new bops as it were. Do you ever think we'll get to a place with that with like Gaga where she's like in her 60s and you go see her tour and you're like, I don't know what this song is. I've never heard this before. Like, can you imagine? And you're like, but it's good. It's so good. I, <laughs> I feel like we'll get that. You know, Taylor Swift has a ton of. Ton of oh, yeah. Shit. She has a ton of stuff that's going to be coming out. Like <laughs> tomorrow, the Taylor's version what like has like twenty four songs on a normally thirteen song album. It's like, how are you uh-huh. getting there, girl? <laughs> we'll see. We we will see. Um, I will I will say for me this was a uh, uh, it it definitely I I was telling Mike earlier this week that I think that one of the things about um going back and reviewing albums, especially in like the eighties and nineties is that production of music was just in a different place. And so um, what that ends up, I think translating into is that the overall production is a little bit simpler. Like it, it doesn't have as much of like, okay, we're going to have eight different versions of this vocals or we're going to have like, and they're going to be layered on top of each other. And there's going to be this random wackadoo, um, like subtle note that's in the background that you'd never notice. It's very clearly like rock band, guitar, drum, like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the classic instruments, which yeah. I will say that like, if, it, unless you put it with other music that is also within the same time period, I think it's going to probably sound just a little bit like, off-putting to put just a random song on this album with other songs that like with fifth harmony for example like it would just be a really weird <laughs> take my pulse <laughs> right now <laughs> doom, doom, did you know stevie nicks wrote doom. that yeah stevie nicks no, uh, wrote sledgehammer she's a but big it, it, fifth it, harmony it, contributor this was definitely a, a an a, an album for me that i went in um really excited to uh to dive into stevie because i hadn't before and i also really do enjoy um some of the the older albums like the rumors um and even i listened to one of i think it's paul simon's graceland this summer and it was like i listened to it a ton i love that album and so i just had to get my mindset in the right place and i listened to it for the past like week and throughout it i have fallen in love and i um I'm now married and have kids. Oh my the album, God, I, I didn't really. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The album's the a flop. Album, but... <laughs> Gone through some life changes. Y'all be invited to the baby shower. Bring gifts. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed listening to this. Oh, you know who? Um, shout out oh to God. friend of the pod, Luke Miller, who has a dog, Stevie Licks. She's so cute. That's good. <laughs> We're going to have to post a picture. <laughs> we'll have to post a picture. Um, this was really a really, really fun album. I, I yeah. think, as Simon alluded to, sonically, it, it hits a very strong drum beat throughout. 
even though she was working with so many different people throughout the album, it still very much is Stevie led. All of the songs are written by yeah. Stevie outside of one. Yeah. She had like a really big influence on this album. And you can tell that like, this is a really um, great body of work. So obviously I'm going to give this, this album a bop. I will definitely be trying to um, continue my journey into kind of the, the songs of yesteryear. And with that, this, uh, in- including Stevie is going to be a crucial component of that. Mm. Wild Heart oh. next. Wild Heart is a very good Stevie. Wild Heart. So is a certified bop. Certified bop. bop. So this is it. Wow. So that's what it is when there's three bops. That's right. Baby. We haven't really named it anything, but we can call it a certified bop. <laughs> in, yeah. in my that's head, it. you know what? <laughs> yeah. That's a new. That's a new term. Certified bop is three. What bops. If- <laughs> What if, like, they start selling the album with, like, a sticker? Opera Flop Podcast Certified Bop. Certified Bop. Absolutely. I will talk to my connections and see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get mm-hmm. Alex uh, to do some graphic design for the CL. Simon, Simon, should we go into, like, random retailers with our stickers and put them on an <laughs> that we Put them on. Where's your Belladonna <laughs> uh, album? <laughs> yeah, do you have do you have Troy Savant's EP here? <laughs> <laughs> do you have Plastic Hearts? Do you have, do you have Kylie Minogue? You have Kylie. Kylie, just go, just go. <laughs> um, should we go into our top bops next? Yeah. Did anyone not have Edge of Seventeen as their top bop? <laughs> Mike Ooh. did. Mike did Ooh. something different. Wait. Ooh. Okay. So. I am a leader, but yeah, yeah. But when we say Bob, mm-hmm. I mean it's basically your favorite song, right? Yeah, I mean it's your favorite yeah, song, absolutely. Okay. And I, I can't wait to talk. I would love to talk about Edge of Seventeen, but that's not my Bob. Oh, that's not his top Bob. Oh. Well, then what's your bop, top Bob? Yeah, tell us. It is um, Leather and Lace. <gasps> should Ooh. we? Should we listen, refresh really quick, and then come back and talk about it? Let's do it. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Don't go. Ooh. So the reason uh, I asked, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, the reason I asked about like Bob, I mean, obviously I'm not going to do the stair stepper to that song, but it's <laughs> just like one of the most gorgeous, lovely songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing to know is that Don Henley was an ex of Stevie Nicks. So she's singing with, you know, an ex-lover, this song. Powerful. And I, you know, I've always loved this song, but I feel like when you dive into the lyrics, something super interesting happens in terms of like the gender roles. And we all know Stevie Nicks is a feminist icon, but like when you look at her lyrics, she's sort of singing the part that we're used to, especially I think in the 70s and 80s, the guy singing, which is like, I have my own life. I'm stronger than you know. But, you know, I think we're meant to be together. Like, I just get this feeling. Yeah. And then Don Henley is the one who's like talking about crying and like showing up as super vulnerable. Like, could you ever love a man like me? And I feel like that's like so stevie in so many of her songs and her songs about love, it, it's never kind of approached from 
the way you hear stereotypically a woman's point of view in music. It's totally coming from like a place of strength and just like experiencing love and kind of dealing with it, but still being a super strong person. And, and I think one of the most interesting things is how, you know, leather and lace is clearly kind of like gender coded, like leather is like a dude and lace is the woman. But like when you listen to their vocals, like Stevie is leather, like, you know, like guttural, like rock yodel. And Don Henley is so lace, like just like this smooth, beautiful, like, oh yeah, golden voice. Um, So there's just a lot going on in there. God, that's beautiful. And you know what they say, leather and lace together. (laughs) I have heard that. Mike, I will say that, like, you you talking through um, this song and kind of all of the the subtleties of it, I love it. I I can Ah. tell that she put a lot of thought into... uh, to all of the symbolism she was doing, the like how she was recording, even mm-hmm. your comments about like the vocals, the the smooth versus kind of the brass, mm-hmm. and how that was uh, a a part and piece of the whole thing. Um, it's re- really cool to be able to uh, to delve into a song like that. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I think that is so interesting, like what you were saying about how this is like the '80s. So like nowadays yeah. to hear. Um, you know, a woman kind of flipping the conventions and, you know, it's maybe not as big of a deal, but back then it would would have been like, whoa, and she was huge. She was massive. She was huge, right. And I think about, like, the other, like, rock goddesses, like Linda Ronstead, and I don't know, I just can't really think of other women singers who were doing that at the time, and um, I think it's just so good. Mm -hmm. Mike, um, side side thing before we go into uh, either mine or Simon's um, top op. Did you decide not to keep growing your hair out? Uh, well, yes. Wow. My friend is in barber school. So my hair no longer belongs to me. He gets to he wants with it. I see. Is he looking well, for people? Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, if you we'll want to do a close, dollar haircut, close shave, you know? Well, oh, he knows how to do that. He loves that. That's hot, yeah. That's hot. Oh, oh. Isn't that hot? So much hotter than 10. So hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know. I miss my long locks. Steve uh, has a great song called Golden Braid. It's about her hair. <laughs> I love that. Just the best. So, yeah. Simon, um... What song is your top pop? I kind of spoiled it already, but yeah. I, <laughs> I like, it's no surprise. This song is incredible. If you hear that opening guitar riff, you immediately know what the fuck this song is. It's Edge of 17, bitch. Edge of 17? So Should we good. give it a listen? Let's take a goddamn listen. And you know what? You should too, leaders. Yeah, okay. leaders. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. Oof. Wow. Wow. We really did that one. That was the song that happened. 
Wow. Wow. Simon, can can I make a confession? Oh, yes. This is my top pop, too. Oh. Sisters. And, and <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you say why first. Because okay. I think we have okay. probably the same rationale, but some different ones, too, probably. Okay, so, I mean, apart from the obvious sound qualities of the song, it's just, sonically, it's just so good. It's really infectious. It fucking rocks hard. It's like, you know, whatever they say. It really is, It really slaps. It does. Um, what I keep going back to, and I touched on this a little bit before, was just I kept thinking about how, like, I kept trying to think of the process that must have happened in terms of marrying the lyrics of the song with the production and I just can't really fathom it. Like, I don't know if anyone else could have done it, truly. It's so insane. Like, these lyrics <laughs> these lyrics are literal poetry, like an actual story. There's nothing gimmicky or, like, hooky about it really at all. And they managed to infuse it with a production that made it a song that you, you know about. Like, everyone knows about the song. I don't know how people fucking do that. That's crazy. This song blows my mind. It's incredible. It's it is a crazily well done song. Um, before I go into some some of the reasons why uh, why I chose the song, just um, did you guys know that Lindsay Lohan released a cover of this song? <laughs> what? How dare you? How, how dare you, Aaron? That was my single obsession. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even know they were related. How dare you and, bring that up? And to bring it back, um, this must have been Mike's influence, but I, I don't know if you guys know this, but that the song Bootylicious by Destiny's Child, yeah. they they sampled the, the riff from this song. Okay, real talk. Bootylicious is one of my favorite Destiny's Child songs. Bob. So fucking good. Kelly, Bob. can you handle this? Michelle. <laughs> can you handle, can you handle this? this? So good. So good. Just oh. go around it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what so what I so obviously I think the reason why I kind of felt like this is the, the cop-out choice a little bit to choose. Yeah. Um Edge of 17, at least that's what I felt like at first. But then I was like this album from beginning to end is such just a nice gift. Wrap it in a bow, tie it up. It is um, great sonically from beginning to end. And there wasn't necessarily a, st- a song that like uh, really stood out more than another. Um, but Edge of 17, I think the reason why I, it's a top bot for me is because of the impact it has had um mm. she had like stevie nicks is one of the um most well-known female rock artists of all time which is just saying something in and of itself and this song is i think it's in many many um lists for top songs of all time so uh you gotta cop it out there and i think one of the things that's super interesting uh about this song too is it is a 
uh, amazing song, but it's also five and a half minutes long. Uh, <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's unheard of. Right. Yeah. That, that's unheard of for songs these days. Like you don't, yeah. I can't recall the last time I've, I've heard of a song getting past the four minute mark. Well, right. These and, days. and these days with like streaming platforms working the way they do, if it's above three minutes and 30 seconds, like that's not getting playtime. It's not going on playlists, like those curated playlists. Yeah. You just don't get that. And that's, that's like what's even more strange and like what I admire so much about the song is there's two songs on the album that, that get to the five minute mark. Like the fact that this one did that and still was able to, to find such commercial success and mm-hmm. longevity just speaks to Stevie's uh, influence and her power. And um, yeah, it, it definitely is my, um, my top up. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. On the other side of the coin, um, oh, no. does anyone? Uh, Wait, I wanted. I want to say a couple. Well, just a couple things about Edge of Seventeen. Yeah, please. Yeah, you say what you want. Okay. Please. Edge of Seventeen reminds me of like someone at the edge of a pool who like keeps revving up to like jump in, but then like yeah, me off. Like it keeps revving up and then backing off and then revving up and then backing off mm-hmm. to the point that like. Even when they it gets to the first like chorus, you're like, Jesus Christ, what's coming? <laughs> it's like so like surprising and like yeah. keeps building and like doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I have just found with Edge of Seventeen, I feel like again going to that theme of like Stevie Nicks making her way away from Fleetwood Mac. I feel like Edge of Seventeen is dreams from Fleetwood Mac if Stevie was allowed to like burst through and didn't have the chains of Fleetwood Mac. Cause it does yeah. the same kind of thing that you're talking about Simon dreams, which is like one of the best songs of all time. Too. All time. Like, it doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense. Those words and the way the music is put together, mm-hmm. but it, it does sort of the same thing, but this is like rock and roll, you know? Oh yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I love that. It's it's a mess. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, it's time for the the harder part of of an album that's critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Picking out a biggest flap. Not always the hardest part of, of the you... episode, but on this one, tough. It's tough. Were you were y'all able to? to find a song that just maybe didn't land the way you wanted it to? So for me on an album like this, there are no real standouts of like, oh, this is a skip every time. So for me, when we're reviewing albums like this, when you run into that, I just have to go with like, okay, I've listened to this album like eight times. Just listen to your gut. What's the one song that just didn't quite... um, hit you the same way and for me it was the highwayman and again again not not a bad song at all like a great song but i think there is something maybe maybe it's the product like the lyrics are amazing the lyrics are incredible Mm -hmm. i think it's more of a production thing for me where the ratio the balance of how incredible those elements are was a little off more in favor of the lyrics than anything that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes know, total sense. He was playing drums for that one. Oh, yeah. Backup vocals. Oh. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, Aaron, how about you? What was your your biggest flop, if you will? Well, I don't have one. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! I'm we, kidding. We uh, have established that you can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. Very similar to Simon, though. Of I, this was the biggest dread of trying to figure out what I was going to choose. And I really just have to go with the song that like, I don't know why I can't really explain it, but it just, it doesn't land the same way for me is stop dragging my heart around. Mm. Oh, interesting. It just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I can't tell you why. Well, it's the one not written by Stevie. Mm, uh, there you go. Is it? Yeah. So Tom Petty wrote Stop Dragging My Heart Around. And it was actually a late ad to the album. Okay. They were like searching for a single. And Tom Petty was like, well, I got this song. I don't. It was like a throwaway for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Interesting. Which is a pretty popular song now. You know, people are kind of yeah. surprised by that. But it's the oh, one yeah. not written by Stevie. Fascinating. So that's interesting. That is- Hmm. Yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, is I, I, I still catch myself doing that. Stop dragging my heart around, or however it goes. Like I, I. It's not a bad song. I just had to pick one, and it's the one that, like, I feel like took me out the most. Mike, yeah. you are an expert on this album. You no. probably have a song that you're like makes you vomit listening to, yeah, and it's probably Edge exactly. of Seventeen. Well, there are a few. Yeah. There are a few. Yeah, my flop <laughs> is a tie between Edge of Seventeen. No, just kidding. Um, I I similar. It's just it's very hard, and I sort of looked at it as like if I had to take a song out, what? How would this album still play the best? Like, how would it play? Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Great. And I did How Still My Love, which is a beautiful little song. Oh, I love that song. It's a beautiful little song. Yeah. I think I think it can get mm-hmm. a little boring. But it's really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. And it was a tough one. It just doesn't. I love Stop Dragging My Heart Around. But I kind of love that you picked that because it's like the least Stevie. Yeah. I, it just, yeah, I I'm, I'm I think picturing... it's because it ends up getting led by like Tom in some of it. Like he takes over yeah. a lot of it where I feel like Don takes the back seat. Oh yeah. It just didn't feel like it, it, it similarly or similarly to your me- methodology, it could probably be removed and yeah. it would make it sound even more cohesively just Stevie. Yeah. Well now I don't like my answer as much, but I can't change it. I like I mean I think it's good. I can picture I can picture like Mike um, trying to to come to a decision of what his biggest flop was, and he just has like all of these different um, like charts on his walls that cover like every inch of the walls. And, and there's the, a little string that tie to each of them together, yeah. like yeah. like usual suspects, like a detective yeah. trying to like. There's like a dove, and a th- exactly. Okay. Beyonce's on the map. Lindsay Lohan's Beyonce, on the map. it's like Destiny's Child. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan's face is like crossed out in like Sharpie. 
So one last thing about the album cover, Stevie Nicks holding that cockatoo. Yes. Max Wellington. I mean, that's that's the name of the cockatoo. Okay. All right. In that album cover. All right, Max. All right, Max. And do you watch Real Housewives of Potomac? Absolutely, yes. T'Challa wishes. Yeah. T'Challa who? Only... The only cockatoo I know is Max Wellington. <laughs> right, exactly. Isn't there like a brand? <laughs> Isn't there? Oh, it, Max Wellington reminds me of Mac Weldon, which is like uh, a brand. Which is that, a, a podcast uh, sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> Mac Weldon. <laughs> I don't even really know. Well, it's people. also Maxwell House, the copy brand. Oh, oh, there you, there go. you go. The Holy Trinity. Broadcast. <laughs> The Holy Trinity of Mac Maxes. <laughs> yeah. The cockatoo, <laughs> the underwear, and the coffee. The coffee, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have one final section to close us off, and that is yes, what our single obsession of the week is. This is non album related, not artist related. It, sometimes if there's a song on, that you're just diving to by the artist, not a big deal. Hi, Junior. Is Junior there? Yeah, Junior. Hi. They're saying hi. Hi. Oh, the dulcet <laughs> You might tones. be able to hear him. Yeah. I'm coming over for a haircut eventually. He's coming over for a haircut. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Simon. And and I and you can shave my hat. <laughs> you can do that. The, <laughs> the close the close one. Um we've never had a we've never had a, a pop-up guest appear on the Zoom. You love you love to see um, that. Single obsession. <laughs> Mike, do you want to start on this one? Sure. Um, I don't know if you've been watching this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, but I think the runway song, Bring Back My Girls, is the best ever. Uh, I bop in my seat to it every Friday night, and I love it. I think it's great. Yes. Okay. okay. Is that the same? Is that Bring the same every week? Bring back my girls. Bring back yeah. my girls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. pick one I like for a season. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. No, it's not the same every season. Oh, oh. Yeah, they update it. They update it. They update it. it. You speak yeah, this is the best one. Cool. This is the best one then. Isn't oh, it for good? Sure. It's so good. Yeah, it's keep, really it's really, really good. I keep yeah. waiting for like like the bad songs to come out from Rue and they're just not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a flop in that catalog. Oh gay okay, hunt. I, I think I could. Maybe, maybe the one where it's called like Tranny Chaser because that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't hold up. You can't. That's like well, a Blake I McCoy mean, cover. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He'll cover it. He'll cover it with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, it's a, it's sad <laughs> because the production is really good on that one, but it's canceled. Mm. Uh, okay, so my single obsession of the week. Um. So I've been listening to some more Licky Lee. I really like her a lot, but the main the main work I'm familiar with of hers is her album Youth Novels from 2008, which is like a pretty critically acclaimed, amazing overall album. And she, uh, within the last couple of years, had a feature on Mark Ronson's album. Uh, it's called Late Night Feelings, which is really good. Uh, so I've been trying to move into some more more 
recent quote-unquote stuff from her so she has an album from 2018 called so sad so sexy which i want on a t-shirt um but the song that i've been listening to over and over in particular is called sex money feelings die and it's great oh yeah Mm. it's good i will have to give a go i know i've listened to some licky lee before and i have music added to my library but I don't know if I could like pick out a song, so I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, check out like Youth Novels. It's a really good album. Can do. Um, so as a dramatic juxtaposition to um, Stevie Nicks, um, I'm choosing an EDM song as Ooh. my single obsession. And it's a song that like, it doesn't hit as hard as I Don't Know Why by Astrid S. But it hits pretty damn close, and it's called Pressure, featuring Tovalo by Martin Garrix. Yep. When the when it goes, <laughs> I can't even do it. I lose my shit. I lose my marbles. I, you know, I lose my credit card. I lose my wallet. I lose my identity. <laughs> Everything's lost. I when do you listen to EDM like at home? Do you listen like? in the morning um when you do your well, taxes at the gym <laughs> i listen i listen it's pretty much mostly mostly gym i would say mm-hmm. or if i like have myself over and myself and i turn on my party lights yeah i'll Sometimes dance around you and pj I love that that song, Aaron. I'm such a sucker, too, for, like, anything Tovlo does. As you know, Uh like, famously, she flirts with my Holy Trinity all the time. She's trying to get in there. Mm -hmm. She's so close. (sighs) But, Mm -hmm. you know. I can't wait to find out who you'd kick out. Um, That'd be the really big thing. But that's for a future day. That's for Tovlo's next release. (laughs) Yes, yes. well, Mike, thank you so much for hopping on the call today and thank you. talking to us through Stevie Nicks. This was really fun. Thank you so much. I yeah. feel honored and to be Do you have family. You oh. you are and and to to be honest, Mike, one of the things that you're going to now get that I'll have to figure out how to get to you is you get an honorary Bopper Flop guest mug. Are you serious? This is hot merch, people. Hot, hot merch, merch alert! Am I the first? No, no. You're there's a full season behind you, girl. <laughs> yeah, you give him one to everyone. Have you ever said that? No, we've never said it on the podcast. Aaron, oh I don't. God. I don't even think we've announced it like on any medium. So no, I we haven't. Have but this is great for the social media manager. Just, <laughs> just a PR nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> growing, growing is it like handmade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to take a pottery class uh, yeah, let, for the past couple months. A part of the amenities of uh, <laughs> our building is that there's a kiln. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I was thinking like ceramic paint. Oh, yeah. Like a, an at home sure. glaze. Yeah, times are tough. The budget is very low now that. Um, Mac Weldon dropped. Mac Weldon dropped. <laughs> Joe Rogan sued us. So, yeah, we had to pick up the paintbrush. Okay. We had to do it ourselves. <laughs> Mike, um, do you have anything that you want to plug or anything you want to say um, before <laughs> we keep going? Where can we find you on socials? Oh, at Mike Zitlow. Love that. Love Tease. That. Don't make that mistake. Oof, I won't again. 
And Mike with a K, right? Simon Mike knows. Mike with a K. Mike with a K. Mike yeah. with a Q? <laughs> it's like Nike, but with an M. Yeah. That's how I always describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Zillow. Uh, no, nothing to plug. I mean, the elections are over. Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. <sighs> Simon, what about you? Where can people find you? I am on uh, Instagram at the realist Simon. Uh, I'm still on Clubhouse, but I I like don't really get it. I don't think uh, I I'll scroll through just to see like what rooms are on at any given time, and it's like the dumbest shit ever. Like grow your social media brand. I'm like I don't give a fuck about this. So if anyone could like clue me into some good Clubhouse rooms. I'm also at the real assignment there and you can find uh, the bopper flop podcast on Insta at bopper flop podcast. And if you want to follow along with my personal playlist on Spotify, it's called I love this playlist. I love that. Yes. So Aaron, where are you at? Well, um, similarly to you, um, with your new social media endeavors, I have decided to try out um, a social network that is emerging um, (laughs) where you don't necessarily um, use your, your photos or any sort of even your names. Um, Mm. It's, it's called Neopets. Have you guys heard of it? Oh my God. I've heard a couple, I've heard some people are getting into that. Yeah. I've heard rumblings. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's new, breaking on the scene. Um, I I made a, a cute little monkey avatar, um, okay. painted it purple. Um, purple monkey. So you can you can find me you can find me there, or um, on Twitter <laughs> at the purple monkey on Neopets. Yeah, just the purple monkey. <laughs> purple monkey, the only one. Aaron, <laughs> the only one. <laughs> And that's that's the that on that. I don't even need to go any further. Um, <sighs> Mike, this is great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. What a joy! Thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing us this a wonderful album. I had such a good time. Oh God, yeah. Oh my God. Let's listen to another Stevie album. Oh, oh in private, just us, but okay. just us girls. Yeah, just us girls. girls. There's a lot out there. All right. All right. Well, uh, bye. Bye. bye.